What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. All right, welcome back to our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners. This is your host, Rob Schallenberger, today, and welcome to the Becoming Your Best show. This is going to be a fun interview today. We have a person who has been a good friend through the years. He helped coach the soccer team of my sister. So we're excited to hear some of his insights. His, his background is, is fascinating. Born in Haiti and really just a life full of incredible experiences that may not be easy for a lot of us to relate to. And so he's going to bring an interesting perspective and insight into the show today. And just before we get going in this interview, if you haven't already taken the personal productivity assessment, this is a reminder that this is a powerful 25-question assessment that you can take for free that can really help you increase your confidence, your peace, your prosperity, and, and, and it's a very research-based assessment. So this is something that can really pinpoint specific things you can do in your life right now to help you find those things that you're looking for, whether it's health, better relationships, better finances. To do that, simply go to becomingyourbest.com. And right there on the right-hand side of the page, you'll see the assessment link, and you're welcome to take that for free. So I just wanted to remind our listeners about that, and if you haven't taken that, take it, and feel free to share it with some of your friends and family. Okay, so let's get into this interview. So first of all, Elans, like I mentioned, from Haiti, has had a fascinating life in coaching, both from the professional sports side, as well as now on a higher level, coaching executives and teams around the world. He recently completed our Becoming Your Best Trainer Certification Program and has been using that to really accelerate his results. And we're going to hear some of his thoughts on this. But before we get into that, Elans, tell us a little bit about your background so that our listeners can get to know you a little bit better because you are, you're a humble, amazing leader and it's just an honor to have you on the show. First of all, Rob, thank you so much uh, for this invitation and uh, I am so delighted and appreciate the opportunity to share some thought with you and share a little bit about my background. Um, so first of all, I was born in Haiti, in a very small town, even a village, long time ago. And then the, if I give you the name and you Google it, this is what you will say. Elance, you, you, you're blessed and you're lucky that you're from there. But in addition to that also, I was blessed uh, uh, for having wonderful parents uh, who taught me at a very young age some key principles in my life. And my mother was one of them. My father was always a, a, a teacher, a friendly mentor to me. Just quickly, um, two years before my mother passed away, she was still working on uh, developing herself and uh, doing some wonderful things in her own environment. Uh, her goal was to live until she was 100. So the way she approached life was that, you know, I have uh, nine more years to go. Uh, she didn't focus on the fact that she was 91. She kept saying, I got nine more or, or eight more. Hmm. And uh, she passed uh, when she was 92. Wonderful person, wonderful leader in my life. 
And I'm lucky also that my father is still living and he's still a great mentor and a great uh, example in my life. But St. Paul uh, upbringing, they were farmers and then they, they taught me great principle in life. One of them is to always, always uh, work on yourself and then better yourself and then uh, continue to educate yourself and then do that so also you can have an impact on the community where you live and help others, other people do the same. Yeah, that's a great insight right there. And when did you come to the U.S.? The first time I came, uh, when I was in Haiti, uh, I joined the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And then I, I, I first came here in uh, 1984 to go to the MTC for preparation, went back to Haiti and served a, a mission there. And then uh, we moved back to Utah in December of, of 1986. And so it's going to be 32 years since we've been, my wife and I, we've been uh, in Utah, this wonderful state. So you've been here for a long time. And it's interesting that I was just on an interview with Alan Taylor on our last show that just went out last week. And he he's just an amazing person as well. He's involved with entrepreneur.com. He does their weekly radio podcast. He's interviewed, I mean, literally thousands of people. And it's interesting that he started the same way you did. He started talking about his mother and his father and, and the impact and influence they had on him. And I just think that's fascinating. I've heard this a lot lately. And it's just as an insight for me as to what type of fathers and mothers are we being if that's something that applies to us right now in our life. So I hope we caught that. Now, Elans, one of the reasons for doing this podcast is because you went through our Becoming Your Best certification program about a year ago. And I don't know how many of our listeners are aware that there is a certification program where people can actually come and get certified to be a Becoming Your Best facilitator or trainer, you get the PowerPoint, the trainer's guide, you get all of the materials that you need to go out there and teach this to organizations, to groups, and it's, it's an awesome experience. And so I'd like to ask you from your perspective, having gone through this, why did you do it and what is your long-term vision for you as a certified trainer? Because this isn't something that we often talk about and it would be nice for the people listening to this to hear from a different perspective. And I appreciate also, as you prepare for this question, you, you, you explain the opportunity that you and your father and, and the members of uh, Becoming Your Best offer to other people like me to be certified. And, uh, but the reason that I decided to do it, first of all, that as you mentioned at the beginning, I've known you, I've known the, uh, your father, Steve Schallenberger, and all the members of your family for a long time. Always have great respect uh, and appreciation and and admiration for everyone and and your family and your dad has been a great mentor to me. I look up to him and so when I when I knew that he had a he wrote a wonderful book, Becoming Your Best. That book was introduced first to my son and he shared that with me. And uh, well, I get very excited and I say, you know, if it's something coming from uh, from Steve, it's gonna be great. So this is how I, I do things in my life. I look at the person, I, uh, the character of the person. The, is it someone that I, I can trust? Is it someone that I can I can follow? Is it someone that I can have in my life as a mentor? And then all these questions have, have already been answer, uh, answered with my relationship with, with your family. And then I look at the content. Uh, and before I, I, I became a certified member, I attended the two-day conference. Great, great material. I was extremely impressed. I learned so much. I love the concept. But at that time, I didn't know that you had a certification program. So when I was introduced to the certification program, 
it was uh, a no-brainer for me. It's something that I I had desire to do. I just didn't know it was there. And then when that opportunity came, I just jumped and then uh, and went back and 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 decertified. So the reason for that is that number one, I know it's a great organization with great leadership and and uh, great content uh, and the book uh, Becoming Your Best and also the Transformation Challenge. By the way, almost ten days ago, I did a a great presentation in front of uh, fifty high-caliber business owners from eight states and then uh, using the topic of the transformation challenge and the six steps to planning and execution. It went so well. And then the goal is that, uh, number one, so I can continue to to improve myself in, in all areas and personal leadership and also working with the teams and other people and, and the way that I live my life. So that was the number one reason. And number two also is to help other people, is to add value to to other people and to have the right tools and the right materials so I can serve my clients and the people I associate with. And, and as you mentioned that, you know, as a certified member, the resources are just immense, you know, great videos, uh, great support from the team and having great mentors and, and and coaches and you and uh, and Steve. So it's something that I will encourage not only for those who want to to go and be coach or trainer and speaker, but also those who want to improve themselves and also improve the members of their teams, whether it's in their home or in their community or at work. Yeah, you brought up an interesting point, and that is we've had people who want to just simply get certified so that they can teach their family these principles and use these tools and processes, you know, up to large organizations such as Patricia with Equifax and, and many others. And I love one of your, part of your vision, Elens, is to take this to so many different people. You're going to lead a cruise here soon and you're going to facilitate a seminar on this cruise and you're doing some amazing things. And I think our listeners kind of get the idea of the power of being certified as a trainer is you have access to a lot of these resources videos, you know, PowerPoints, trainers guide, all of these things that most people don't. And it would save them and you thousands of hours to do this. So I want to shift gears. I mean, that's the, I don't want to spend all the time on the certification. That's great for those who it may apply to. And I know there's some who are interested in that. And if so, you know, we welcome you into the trainer certification program, go to the website. And I think the next opportunity is in April, but I would like to shift gears a little bit now away from that. And focus on some of your life experiences and lessons learned that can apply to our listeners. Because really what you're doing now is you're taking the things that you have in the trainer certification course and you're really amplifying your ability to facilitate groups and do all these things based on your life experiences, at least from your background that's very unique. And so as you've had the chance to go around the world, you, you came from Haiti, you've been here for almost three decades in the U.S., You've coached soccer at a very high level. You've met with business owners from all over, as you mentioned. So if you don't mind sharing, Elans, what are two or three big lessons learned along the way that have had a big impact in your life and that you feel like could have a big impact in the lives of our listeners? So the first one, let me share an example of an experience that I had when I was at the end of my high school here in Haiti. And prior to that, due to the fact that I had great parents, great teachers in my life, I always I knew the importance of working hard and spending time preparing for whatever you want to accomplish in life. But one thing that I didn't want to, to do 
with my background in Haiti, I never was interested in, in, in public speaking. At the end of that time, the high school year, I had a wonderful friend who was going to to the academy, the military academy in Haiti. He was a close friend, so therefore I was asked <laughs> to prepare a speech, a farewell speech for him because I knew him very well. We were close friends. And then I said, oh, that's wonderful. But I knew that public speaking wasn't something that I, I, I was interested in. So I prepared the, the speech very well, and, and I was very comfortable with that. And I found another friend whom I thought was going to be a great speaker for, 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 for that audience. And then I assigned my speech to her. Then the moment came. It was a beautiful evening. A lot of people gathered together, and then uh, she was nowhere to be found. (laughs) (laughs) I never knew that. Uh, I thought I was the only one who had that problem. I never knew that she would be in that situation. And at that time, by default, I became the, the the person to deliver the talk. And as a wonderful speaker as you are, Rob, you know very well that there was a difference between preparing it on paper and prepare yourself to deliver it. <laughs> so I was ready to do it and then ready to sit down and, you know, relax and, and, and watch someone else do a wonderful job. But I, I was not ready and I did not prepare myself for that time to be the one delivering the speech. And then by default, I did it. And I tell you, I did a very, very bad job. <laughs> I knew it. The audience knew it. <laughs> but, you know, I did not blame her. It was a great opportunity for me to learn. It was at that moment I told myself, you will always be prepared for whatever situation that may come your way. Prepare in advance. So one of the insights that I've learned in life and also in coaching is that you need to prepare. Preparation is, is, is crucial. One of your quotes that I that I love so much is that transformational leaders makes time. It's very Absolutely. simple. It's very powerful for preparation. You have to take the time, make the time. With uh, coaching soccer, had to prepare myself, take the time to prepare the, for the practices, take the time to prepare for for the games, and, and take the time also to be ready and learn in life. And also in sport, we learned that sometimes we win and we will win a lot of games and sometimes we lose. My approach in life is that sometimes you will win. You got to prepare for that. But the key for me is that you have to be ready to learn all the time. Hmm. Yeah. Learn when you are succeeding and even learn from your defeats. And also win with uh, humility and also embrace defeats with kindness and compassion. Ooh, that's a good quote right there. Win with grace, embrace losses or setbacks with kindness and compassion. That's an awesome yes. quote. You need to write that one down and uh, put your name next to that one, Ewan's. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll do that. You said something interesting uh, there, though, Elans, and that is that you just simply can't beat a person who refuses to quit. And part of what you're talking about is having a vision sufficient and powerful enough internally, if I understood you correctly, 
that allows us to win with grace and humility. I love the way you said that. And when we get knocked down, when things happen that we don't expect, which they will to all of us, that we can have the fortitude to get up and keep going and get back on the path towards accomplishing that vision. And if we don't have a vision, and when we get knocked down, because I say when, because it will happen to anyone, regardless of money or background, whatever, when we get knocked down, if we don't have that vision, it has the ability to potentially keep us down. You're obviously very familiar with the 12 principles of highly successful leaders. These are high-performance habits that are very predictive of success. Number 12 is never give up. Number two is to lead with a vision. Never give up. And yes. as you share this lesson, learn, and insight, I'm just reinforcing it with all of us. One of my good friends is Rudy Rudiger from the movie Rudy. And you mm -hmm. think about the power of his vision and how many times he got knocked down at Notre Dame. And yet he just kept getting up. He kept getting up. He would make adjustments. So we don't just keep hitting our head against the wall. We make adjustments. And we look for the door in, in a better way. The point is that when we have that vision, we get up and go after it. And I'm going to remember that quote. And when things don't work out, that we can lose with kindness and compassion. And then when we win and things do go our way, that we can do it with grace and humility. And I love that, Elon. So that's a good, you'll probably have some more nuggets here, but that's one of my takeaways already from this podcast. So what's another, another lesson learned along the way that you've experienced and, and really fortified within yourself over the past couple of decades? Another one is to know yourself and to know also the players, the members of your team, the members of your family, the, the members of your community. And also to know their strengths and their weaknesses. You know, sport and life, really, it, it, it's a team activity. Get to know yourself and, and know the members of your team. Let me share an example with you. One time I, had, uh, I was coaching a team. And just before the game, and we were playing in Alpine. We were playing against uh, another team that was really high caliber, high class. You know, when they walked on the field, they, you know, it was like they were sponsored by, you know, uh, Nike, thing like this. And we were a fantastic team, but we were just humble. And, and I watched my players, they were just having great time there. And uh, it, it was a girl team. And the other team was like, man, they were doing the drills and a thing like this. And a thought came to my mind. And we had drills to do just before the game, but they were just connecting with one another. And, and I went uh, to my team. And I said, oh, guys, look at the other team. You know, they already, we, we got to get our mind in the game, thing like this. And then one player, and I'm grateful for that, and she knew me very well, and we had a great connection. And she looked at me and she said, coach, don't worry. When we're just talking with one another like this, we are getting ready. You know, what I had to do is just step out and go back and wait for the time that we needed to do our drills, knowing that, you know what, they have their own ways of connecting with one another. They're going to play for one another. I didn't have to worry. So in life, that's some, as a leader, as a coach, sometimes you give the vision, you clear the way. The best thing to do is to step out. Another example was that it, it was a... a a younger team, I think it was like uh, under 10. They were nine, nine years old. It was a boys team. And then I had a, a goalie. And then uh, he knew all your, the techniques. And during the first half of the game, I watched him 
playing a different way. You know, I taught him how to, you know, cover the angle, and he was leaving an open space where all they had to do is cross the ball, and then they would have scorned us. And the parents, especially mothers of goalies, they get really nervous. <laughs> and then they were nervous, and I was nervous as well. But I, I, I look at it and observe that he was making the right place. Even though the techniques, the fundamentals, he was not using them, but he was making the right place. So I told the parents, you know, it's, it's okay to relax. He's doing their very best. And, and then during halftime, and I say, he's doing his very best. I wanted to make sure that he understood that the fundamentals are very important. So I went to him. I pulled him aside one-on-one. Uh, -on -one, and I say, you know what? You are doing great job there. You make a lot of saves. But I realized that you are leaving the back side open. All they had to do was to cross the ball, they would have scored on you. And he looked at me. Being only nine, he said, Coach, I knew. But this is what I know. I learned that if I go right in front of them, they will nine out of ten times, they will kick the ball right at me, and I'll make the save. <laughs> <laughs> so he used a very high level of technique, something you cannot coach, is the intuition is his own creativity. He, he knew the basics, but also the high level is that, you know what? I know what they're going to do. My job is to make the save. I know what they're going to do. So what I learned from that, you know, even when he gets older, by using his intuitive gift, he's going to adjust and make the right play. There are times that you lead, you give the vision, step away and let the players do the things and accomplish the goal and step out of their way. So you Boy. have to know them and you have need to know their strengths and weaknesses and teach them how to identify strengths and weaknesses of the members of the team and also the strengths and weaknesses of the opponents. Ooh, and that's good really in any walk of life, isn't it? I mean, we're talking about our home. We're talking about our children, our teams, our employees, where that's applicable. Think about this term. I mean, you're talking about helping establish the vision, give them the direction, and then you know get out of the way and maybe call it shadow leadership, where from the side you're helping them so they don't fail greatly, but small failures are okay. And you know, there's this term helicopter parent, or you know, the helicopter manager, and they're always hovering right over the top of the person, so they can't even fail in small degrees and learn the lessons that come from that. At least that's one interpretation from what I got from that. And when you're talking about knowing someone, if we're always hovering over the top of someone, whether it's our children, an employee, if we know them well, we're not giving them the chance to grow and blossom. And it's only when we can step out of the way that you really give them a chance to fly a little bit, you know, to leave the nest, to jump out and spread their wings. And that's a good reminder for all of us. What's the vision? Put them on the path. And then step out of the way and, and let them let them move and innovate their own ways to get it done. Like you said, that goalie, she found a way, and it wasn't necessarily the the way that maybe we thought it should be done, but she found a way, and it worked. <laughs> yeah, and, and our job is not to kill that skill, right? <laughs> it's to create that environment where they can they can they can work and and do their very best. And that leads to to if we have time for that. Give us the nutshell version on this one. 
Yeah, it's to create an environment and a culture where members of your team and the members of of your organization can perform at their highest level. One quick example on that, we were playing a game and then it was during the the tournament season is a win, you move on, and then lose, you go home. And as a as a coach and also as a father, I always put the players first, always first. And then I, I look at the situation and they were very, the members of the other team, the players of the other team were extremely aggressive against our players. And I pull one player and I say, you know what? Just, just, you know what? Just, just slow down. I, I don't want you to get hurt. And then she look at me, she say, coach, the only way I know how to play is to give it all my best. That's the <laughs> only way I know how to play. And I just step aside and I say, my dear friend, go ahead and play your game. <laughs> you know what? She did not hold back. And we won the game four to three. She scored three goals out of the football. It's just create that environment for them where they can perform at the very, very best. Put them in their zones of strength and protect their weaknesses and, and guard that and just allow them to blossom. And that's, that's a wonderful thing a leader and a coach can do for, for the members of his or her team and for his or her followers. Yeah, that's a great one. You know, there's an analogy that we'll use in some of our seminars of, and you know this, you've heard it, of tomatoes. And we'll ask people, who in here has grown tomatoes? And some will raise their hand and say, okay, let's say that we wanted to grow world-class tomatoes, not just average tomatoes, world-class tomatoes. What are some of the things that you would need to do if you were the gardener? Or what are some of the things that need to be present to have a world-class tomato? And so you hear sunlight, you need to fertilize it, you know, keep the weeds out, keep the bugs away, keep it protected from the wind. All these, some even say, you got to talk to it. <laughs> and, the, and the point is, after they come up with this list of things, we'll ask, so if you do all of those things, can you guarantee a world-class tomato? And of course, the answer is no. You say, well, why not? Well, because there's things that are outside of our control. So what are we doing as the gardener? We're creating the conditions where these seeds can grow and thrive and become a world-class tomato. We create the conditions. We can't guarantee it. And the follow-up to that is, where's the life? Can you give life to the seed? Well, no. The life is already in the seed. So we ask, can you kill the life in the seed? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's similar to leadership. Where's the life? The life is in the person. Just like you said, the player. We can kill the motivation. We can't necessarily change someone's mindset on our own. We can't control that 100%. What we can do in our homes and in our businesses and with our teams and even in our own lives is we can create the conditions where people can grow and thrive and flourish just exactly like you said, which is such a great observation. And then we can't necessarily guarantee that's going to happen. In many cases it does. What we have 100% control over, however, are creating the conditions and the culture where people can thrive. So Elon's, it's been fabulous having you on the show. What great thoughts and advice. I'm excited to see where you take this content and the people that you train. And I love hearing your success stories. If you don't mind wrapping up, What's one of your favorite quotes? I have several great quotes. So the one that I'm going to share with you today is the one that I've been thinking about that had a great impact on me. Actually, it's coming from your dad, your dad, Steve Schallenberger, and it's from the, uh, the book, Becoming Your Best, 
The quote is, an inspiring and well-articulated vision will transform your life, an organization, and even the world. My good friend Rob, I believe in this so, so passionately. I, I, I learned some principles from my parents and then having a clear vision. And that's how I love to live my life. That's almost like we pay you to say that there, Ewan. <laughs> no, that was, that's very nice of you to share that. And thank you for highlighting my dad. I love him. He's a, he's an incredible person. And, and I believe that I've seen it in his life. So thank you for sharing that quote, Elans. And any parting comments for our listeners? We're going to wrap up. Any parting things that you want to say? How could someone find you? And everyone should know that Elans also has a book. Can you just tell them where to find you? Maybe website and the title of your book. So if they would like to get it, they know where to find it. Yes. The book is uh, Thinking and Acting with a Compassionate Heart. The book, you can find a, a, a copy on Amazon. Uh, the ebook is also on Amazon and doing very well. Or you can go to my site, uh, elens.com, or you can send me uh, an email to idort at comcast.net. You can either get a copy from me and that I'll be glad to, to sign, or you can go to Amazon and then go to author and then look for Elens or Thinking and acting with a compassionate heart. Wonderful thoughts there and a greater principle and, and processes that you will learn. And, um, and quickly, let me share this. I love the feedback that I, that I receive from the people who have read the book. One of them is a, is a person who is 84 when he read the book and then he, he called me and said, Elens, at age 84 right now, after reading your book and I'm, I'm coming out of retirement because I'm going to focus on my passion and my, my compassion and find ways to continue to serve people in my community. And that, that, was, that was very kind of, of him to share that impact. Well, that's great, Elans. And just in case our listeners didn't catch it, it's elansdort.com. So I-L-L-E-N-S-D-O-R-T.com, elansdort.com. And get a copy of his book, read it. It's awesome. Elans is amazing. I wish everyone had the chance to meet Elans face-to-face, talk with him eye-to-eye, because he's truly an amazing human being who radiates goodness, light, and he's having an impact on a lot of people and a lot of businesses around the world. And I have a feeling that this is just the beginning as as he really goes out there and, and has a big impact. So I hope you've gotten something from this podcast today. We wish you a wonderful day wherever you're at. And for those that do have interest, like Elans, to get certified as a BYB trainer, you can go to our website and click on Trainer Certification to get more details about how to get certified and when that will be. And we would love to talk with you about that if you have any questions. So Elans, thanks again for being here. To all of our listeners, we hope you have a fabulous day wherever you're at in the world. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life? in your family, or in your organization, call us today at 888-690-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, it would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888 888- 690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.